Cooper gave answers and Lauren made notes. This wasn't so bad, she decided, as long as they stuck to the details of the fair. When she prepared to put away her notes and pen, Cooper leaned forward and touched her knee. I can see you're doing a terrific job, he said, but I'd like to know how you are. Air refused to flow through her throat. You've had a lot to deal with, Cooper said. I know you were counting on Quinn for the fair, and you've really stepped up for Nicole by taking her in. Ethan is the one taking care of her most of the time, Lauren muttered into her bag. She'd hardly been home the last two days. All she'd done was give Nicole a place that was easier to navigate than Nicole's empty two-story family home. I'll be there all day tomorrow, Cooper said. Could you use some help early to set up? So far, the setup crew was Lauren, Benita, Pastor Matt, and maybe Ethan. He still hadn't promised he'd be around to help. If he came to set up, then who would look after Nicole? Yes, Lauren could use all the help she could find. But did it have to be Cooper? Of course, she heard herself say, with a frightening flash of insight that she was probably underestimating the task. Can you be on the lawn behind the church at 6.30 tomorrow morning? I'll do your bidding every moment of the day. Lauren couldn't decide if the offer was kind, romantic, or creepy. I'm sure there will be plenty to do. And when it's all over and things start to settle back down, I hope you'll agree to go out with me. Out? Lauren's stomach fluttered in a way it hadn't in years. He smiled. A date? Um, it's hard for me to think about anything but the fair right now. I understand. I'll ask again if that's all right. Lauren's ringing phone saved her from having to give an immediate answer. She pulled it from her pocket and looked at the number she had begun to dread. Do you have to take that? Cooper asked. Nope. Lauren hit ignore and the phone silenced. For two days, she hadn't had a spare moment to look up the area code. Do you know where a 918 number comes from? Lauren shocked herself by asking, but Cooper calmly pulled a binder from a row on his desk, flipped a few pages, and put his finger on a map. Oklahoma. I don't know anybody in Oklahoma. People do mix up numbers all the time, he said. I suppose so. But usually the person who answered the mistaken call heard a voice on the other end, and usually the same wrong number didn't show up on a phone four times in three days. Lauren fastened her bag closed and stood up. Cooper rose as well. I'll see you bright and early then, he said. Thank you again for your help. Outside, alone on the sidewalk, Lauren let out her breath and trying to remember where her next stop was supposed to be. The church was just down the street. She could go there and get herself organized. And then, there he was, across the street. After hearing city noises on the last call she answered, Lauren thought Nevin Morgan had left Hidden Falls. Had he gone and come back? For what? Lauren's stomach clenched with dread which, in that instant, became an unacceptable way to live. 
Turning in the opposite direction from Our Savior Community Church, Lauren began to follow Nevin's path. He turned toward Main Street, walking past the dry cleaner and a vacuum repair shop. Lauren followed his turn with one of her own, but remained behind him and across the street. When he made another turn and approached a parked car, Lauren had just about decided to call out to him. She could get this over with right now. He unlocked his car, a mid-size beige Chevy. Lauren increased her speed. Oh, good, there you are. An arm reached out to grab Lauren's elbow. She turned to see Benita tugging on her. I know you have a million things to do, Benita said, but I've been working on the sketch for how to set things up. Do you have time to look at it? His car was running now, and he backed out of his parking space. Lauren released him from her sight and tried to focus on the graph paper Benita handed her.